There's just something about coming home to the place where we are known. You know, home isn't just a place where um, we're welcome and wanted and loved, but it's a place where we're known, truly, deeply known. I love that it ends with the eggnog thing. (laughs) How her mom, it's just this thing they share. You know, there's a connection there. Like, I know you. I know what you like. I know what's special to you. And I just feel like that is such a picture of what home represents, home with God. And today I'm excited to share the final message of our series about coming home. And the title of this one is Home Sweet Home. And I want to talk a little bit today about what that is, home sweet home. Why is it so sweet? And I think it's because home with God is not a place where we need to pretend It's a place where we are truly, intimately known and deeply loved. Home is a place where you let your guard down. It's a place where you, when you come home, you kick off your shoes, you drop your bags at the door, you can't wait to sit in your favorite armchair and just put your feet up and rest, right? That's home, sweet home. All the troubles of the world are on the other side of the door, hopefully. And this is a place where you come to rest. And this is what God says, I want to invite you home so you experience home sweet home with me. You know, there's a lot of stuff that we uh, carry through life. And I was thinking about how, um, you know, when you go on a long trip, how many of you have maybe perfected the art of traveling light? You're like, I take what I need. I know exactly what fits in the suitcase. This is all I need. I'm not taking more than what I need. Yeah, not me. I'm like, I don't know, I might need that. I only need one pair. I only ever wear these pair of shoes at home, but I might need three or four when I'm on the road. You never know what we're going to find, you know. And I've traveled with little kids. Oh, my gosh. Then you've got the stroller in the car seat and all the stuff. And, like, the stroller is like our personal cart through the airport. It's just loaded with stuff, not to mention all the bags. And you can't wait until that moment you clear the, clear the gate, you go to the baggage drop, you know, like drop those bags and you just got a nice little carry-on for the rest of the trip and then you stick that up in the overhead compartment. It's like, ah, the bags are gone. They are going to meet me there. It's good. You know, there's a lot of stuff that we carry through life, isn't there? Real stuff, heavy things. And if we're not careful, if we don't know where to take that stuff, to lay it down and put it down, we don't know where home is to bring our burdens and bring the things that we carry, we're going to get pretty weary. And we will become a weary traveler. And you can see in that video, Abby is emotional, and she's drained from this, the emotional turmoil of the weight she's been carrying till she comes home. There's like a sigh of relief. Let's talk about some of the things we carry. I've got a few props here they're going to bring out for me. You guys can come on out with my stuff. Y'all come from there. And uh, I thought this would be a good time to just let you know that, in case you're wondering, I am carrying more than normal this Christmas. This is a baby bump (laughs) because we're expecting number three. Thank you. (laughs) I just thought I'd spare you the awkward, like, do I ask, do I not? No, you never ask, but I'm telling you. It's all good. It is real. And I'm due at the beginning of June. We don't know if it's a boy or a girl, and I feel okay. Thanks for asking. <laughs> I've got that down pat. <laughs> so we carry stuff, don't we? Carry things in life. I'm going to talk about some of the things that we carry with us, some of the burdens that like to stick around. And the first one over here, this is a big one, guilt. This one we like to carry around. It feels like we should carry it. We deserve to carry this one because this one represents the things we've done wrong, the missteps, the 
places we've caused hurt, the words that have caused hurt to others, this says, I have done something wrong and I deserve to carry this weight with me, this guilt of my sin, of what I've done. And so we carry that one, but coming close to it is this buddy that always travels along with it. it stay there. <laughs> is this one called shame. Shame is the sense that not only have I done something wrong, but I myself am wrong. I should be ashamed of myself. I'm an embarrassment or I'm a mistake. That's the shame that goes along with guilt every time. It likes to turn guilt into shame. And so these buddies go along with us where we go and we feel the need to pay the, the price for this because of what we have done. And an, another little, to complete the trio, we often carry with it regret. And regret is the sense that Living in the past, of if only, if only I had done different, if only I had chosen different, if only there had been something I could have done, what would I have changed if I could go back? And so these are some of the things that we carry with us. How about this one? Worry. Worry, fear, anxiety. I made this one a backpack because it's kind of a clinger, isn't it? It's kind of a, sort of easy to put on. It feels like we should carry this. Like there's a sense of maybe I'll be in more control the more I worry, the more I have fear about what's to come. And, and the truth is that worry kind of clings to us every day or that anxiety likes to follow us around. But even Jesus said, what do you really add to your life when you carry worry? Nothing. There's nothing you can add but wait. But wait to the journey. And so worry, but it's something that likes to cling around and stick around. And, and worry kind of looks to the future like well, what if? What if something happens to me? What if something happens to them? What will I do? I don't know how to handle this. How will that conversation go? Worry is a big one that we carry with us in life. Over here we have a big one. I made this one the biggest one. I think it's a heavy one. (laughs) Unforgiveness is a big weight. Because unforgiveness comes from being offended, being hurt, being let down. This sense that I can't trust anyone. Burning bridges. Feeling like I need to isolate myself. And that's what happens with unforgiveness and that that burden of weight that carries us around. It puts up walls between us and others. This one can really make us weary because it it wants us to shrink back and hide away and try and protect ourselves. Go into that self-protective state where no one can hurt me and no one can touch me. And it's very hard to carry this one. It's a heavy one. And coming close with this one as a buddy looks kind of little, but I think it's pretty big. In reality, this nice fanny pack of loneliness. And loneliness is, goes hand in hand with unforgiveness because when we close ourselves off and we back away and we want to hide away, those lies start to sink in like there's nobody who understands you. There's nobody who knows what you're going through. Nobody gets it. And you don't deserve to have good relationships. This is a heavy one. These last couple here... This one here is kind of an old vintage bag. Grief. I've walked a distance with grief, and I know maybe some of you in here are. And it's fresh for you maybe, or maybe it's 
been a few years since you've lost someone, but even still, Christmas isn't as fun as it used to be. It doesn't hold the same type of joy as you feel it once did, and it's because you're walking with this burden, this grief, this loss, and I know what that's like. And so we got to know where to take these things, otherwise we're going to become pretty weary. The last one here, another old friend, disappointment. You know, disappointment's a, an interesting one, and it likes to stick around because it kind of says, like, what's the point in hoping anymore? What's the point in dreaming anymore? What's really uh, in the future? I've been let down too many times. Who can I trust? Maybe you've let yourself down. Maybe we've had others let us down, or maybe we feel that God has let us down. But either way, disappointment is a, is a baggage that we carry with us. And so... You good there? No wonder we're weary. Right? No wonder we're weary because that's a lot to carry. This is a lot to carry. Maybe you identify with some of these things. The other day I was at the mall at square one. So it's not a small one. It's a big mall. And my, my car was like a few, few floors down in the parking garage. And the first store I went into, I was there by myself. The first store I was into, I saw this thing that I thought I might get as a gift. I thought, oh, that might be a good idea. But it was too big and cumbersome to carry. And so I had this thought go through my mind. Do I really want to carry that for the rest of the day? Because I can't get it down to my car. Do I really want to carry that? And, of course, I also thought, well, I could probably leave it at the till and get it later, et cetera, et cetera. But I ended up not getting it. But that thought stuck with me. Do I want to carry this? Do I need to carry this? And I think we would do well to stop and ask that question sometimes. Do I need to carry this? Is this for me to take with me? Is this something I should hold on to? Lately, I do lots of carrying of heavy things. Um, I have a one-year-old, 20-pound toddler, and a three-year-old. And on our way into childcare, we're loaded down with stuff. You know, I've got the diaper bag backpack. I've got the toddler who can't walk that hole all the way up, the, up to the rooms there. And I've got a big bag full of snowsuits. I've got a couple lunch pails. And I'm carrying all this stuff up the hall. And on the way back, at the end of the day, and I'm trying to keep up with my three-year-old, and on the way back at the end of the day, I've got extra crafts and things we've picked up along the way that we need to carry. And so I'm carrying all this stuff. And then my husband comes around the corner like an angel out of nowhere. And he goes, oh, here, let me take that. And I'm like, yes, please take it all. And he, <laughs> he happily takes it. And I am happy to let him carry it. Because get this, why would I carry it when there is someone stronger who can carry it for me? Why would I do that? I would happily give it up. Yes, please, take this load from me. I don't want to carry it. I don't need to because you can. You're capable. This is what brings me to the good news. Are you ready for the good news? Because this is a lot to carry and it makes us weary and it's real. And it's heavy. But the good news is this. There is a place to unload your burden. There is a place. This is what God's word says. Jesus himself gives this invitation in Matthew 11, 29 to 30. He's talking to those who are weary from trying to save themselves by their own works and by their own efforts of carrying the things they don't need to carry. But that's what they're doing. And Jesus says, are you tired? 
worn out, burned out on religion, come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. That's the message, and I just love that invitation from Jesus. I'm not here to put on heavier things, but to carry your load for you. Here's a revelation from Peter, and Peter walked with Jesus. He was one of the disciples, and he, he aired his baggage many, many times. We saw him in his humanity as he walked with Jesus. And this is his revelation in 1 Peter 5, 7. Unload all your worries onto him, since he is looking after you. Some translations say, cast your cares upon him, for he cares for you. Maybe you've heard that one before, but I just loved how it said that. Unload all your worries onto him. Or how about Paul? Paul had a life-changing revelation and experience and encounter with Jesus face to face. And he could have carried guilt and shame and regret and all these things over his choices. But he had a life-changing moment with Jesus and he had incredible revelation of why Jesus came. And this is what he says in Romans 8, 1 and 2 in the message. He says, I love these words. With the arrival of Jesus, the Messiah, that fateful dilemma is resolved. Those who enter into Christ being here for us no longer have to live under a continuous low-lying black cloud. A new power is in operation. The spirit of life in Christ, like a strong wind, has magnificently cleared the air, freeing you from a faded lifetime of brutal tyranny at the hands of sin and death. This is so good. God went for the jugular when he sent his own son. He didn't deal with the problem as something remote and unimportant. This is not remote and unimportant to God. He didn't deal with it that way. In his son, Jesus, he personally took on the human condition, entered the disordered mess of struggling humanity in order to set it right once and for all. Isn't that so good? That is why Jesus came. Jesus came to carry the weight of sin and death because God knew that we were never designed to carry that weight. We were never designed to live with this weight of sin and death and to pay that price. That is something that God said, no, I'm going to do that. I'm going to carry that because otherwise we would be crushed by the weight of it. This is the good news. Jesus came as a baby. He entered into humanity and became like us to know us to be with us, Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus didn't come to invite us to religion. He came to restore a relationship with God the Father. He came to say, you are adopted in as one, a son and daughter of God. He is a perfect and loving father. God could have referred to himself as so many things, but he chooses father. That's who he is. I am one who is welcoming you into my family, inviting you home with me. Jesus didn't come to pile on more expectations. He came to say, I have met the expectations that were impossible for you to meet. Uh, And instead, I invite you to join me in this freedom. So good. And let's not forget this. Not only did he come as a baby entering into humanity, he carried that heavy cross for us. He experienced 
pain and suffering and carried the weight of that cross. He carried the burden of it up that hill so he could identify with us in every circumstance. And on the cross, he gave his life and once and for all took on the weight of sin and shame and he died in our place. He took our punishment, which was death, so that it's not something we would experience, but instead we would have eternal life. This is the good news, that we do not need to carry these things, but that's what Jesus did. And then, not only that, not only does he carry that heavy weight for us, he, three days later, he is raised to new life to say God has the power over sin and death once and for all. He has the victory. Sin and death were defeated there on the cross. Defeated so that we would not carry. And instead, there is an amazing exchange that happens where Jesus says, come, lay down what your life, and I will give you new life. And that new life comes with it, all the things we inherit with Christ as a son and daughter of God. Peace, joy, freedom, amen? A full, long life, an eternal life with God, home with him. This is the good news This is what it's about. I was recently reading a book by Max Lucado called Traveling Light. It's a great book. And in it, he tells this story about being invited to a cookie exchange. And he's all excited going to this Christmas cookie exchange, except that he's like, I don't bake. I won't bake. I should not bake. I cannot bake. And so he's thinking, what am I going to do? Maybe I should get out of this. I might need to find a way out because I have nothing to bring. I'm not going to be bringing something. And so they, all of his coworkers are like, no, 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 you have to come. Everyone's coming. It's going to be great. And so he says, okay. And he shows up the day of the cookie exchange, and one of his coworkers had baked for him a nice plate of cookies in order he, that he might contribute to the cookie exchange. You know what he says in his book? He says, do you think... I went through that whole cookie exchange and did not tell people where they really came from. You better believe everybody there knew that I did not bake those on my own. Another person baked those cookies so that I could be here. And you know, I loved that point because he's really saying, no, I'm not here because of what I have done. I'm here because of the grace of another. That's what Jesus says. He's saying, no, you, I, I didn't walk through that experience on my own strength. I could not do that. I'm here by the grace of God holding me. No, I didn't know how to handle that. That was too much for me. But I trust the one who knows what to do, and he helped me. He gave me wisdom. That hurt a lot. But I don't carry that pain alone. There's someone helping me, and I'm happy to let him hold the bags. But what about when we're tempted to pick them up again? Because we are, aren't we? We come and we say, yeah, Jesus, that sounds so great. I'm going to lay these down. And then the next day we're like, oh, I don't know. I should probably. Because the enemy's whispering, no, you deserve to carry that weight. You don't deserve to go free. You know what? That's true. I don't deserve that. I do deserve to carry this burden. That's exactly what I deserve. But because of the grace and mercy of Jesus, I don't carry them anymore, and I won't. Instead, I put on new life. It's light and weightless. I wear peace and walk in it. I carry joy. 
It's the song of salvation in my heart. I hold on to hope. The light to guide the way through the darkness is an anchor to my soul. I love the line in Joy to the World. It says, a thrill of hope. The weary world rejoices. The weary world rejoices. I just feel like that, that's it. That's what Christmas is about. Then Jesus came and everyone went, he's here. Yes, the time has come. The Savior has come. And he has come to carry the weight of sin so that we would not do that anymore. So we would not pick it up. We would lay it down. So that we would know that home is a place where we can find rest. Home with God. Rest for our weary souls. It's where we bring the burdens of our life and we lay them down. And instead, we find grace to help us when we're in need. Instead, we trade our sorrow for joy. It's where we find peace in the chaos. It's where we are totally accepted by God. It's the place where we say, I don't need to worry about the future and what, what's in store. I don't need to fear anymore because Jesus had made a way and he has carried that for me. And God is the one who holds my life in his hands and he's gonna take care of me. I don't have to carry this guilt and this shame and this regret because Jesus paid that price. I don't need to pay that price and I don't need to pay that punishment. Jesus took it. He is the one that I look to and say, thank you, Jesus. I don't carry that anymore. I walk with my head held high knowing it's not because of me but it's because of you Jesus and what you've done thank you Jesus you have forgiven me wholly and completely and set me free so that I can forgive others and say I don't need to hold on to that bitterness and offense anymore and what you did it hurt but I don't need to hold on to that take it to Jesus he's the one who forgives he has forgiven me and because of him I will forgive you and let that go let it go I am not alone anymore. I am not alone anymore. Jesus is with me, God with us, God is with me. I don't need to walk in loneliness. And not only that, God's brilliant plan is that he would put us in a family, a family of people. And when I am struggling and I don't know if I can make it through this thing because this storm is hard and it's beating me down, there are people around and we keep showing up with the people in our world to say, I need help, will you pray for me? I need you and they encourage us. And we encourage one another to stand together because we don't need to walk alone and when we're grieving thank God for the Holy Spirit because when Jesus left he said the Holy Spirit will come and he's gonna guide you in truth he's gonna give you all comfort he's gonna fill you with peace the Holy Spirit is the one that walks with us as a partner every day to say you don't need to carry that anymore it hurts but let me help you let me help you and what about this one Oh, I just think, wow, if we could take our disappointment to God and say, God, that let me down. I don't know what that means, but I will not give up a hold on my future and what you have for me. I can dream again. I can believe again and say, God, you hold the future in your hand and I trust you with my life no matter who else lets me down. No one else can take away the destiny that you have designed for me. No one else can hold that back because God, what you have for me is awesome. I could go on. Because this is the good news of what Jesus has accomplished for us and why he came. It's so good. It's good news for our weary souls. Come home to God. Bring your weariness. Bring your burden. And instead, trade it for strength. Trade it for his strength. Max Lucado also says this, God isn't behind me yelling, go. He's ahead, me, ahead of me bidding me 
come. This is God's invitation. Come home. Bring your luggage with you. You don't drop it somewhere else. You bring it to Him. Bring, come as you are. Bring your baggage and lay it down at the feet of Jesus. Receive instead that gift of grace and mercy. Receive salvation.